Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 3 of Soccer Symphony Podcast. I am your wonderful host, Jeffrey Vidas. And right off the bat, I wanted to start off by thanking every single person who has listened to the podcast up to this point. There's been quite a number of listeners and I could forever be thankful with every single person who has taken their time to keep up and learn about everything soccer related. I don't know how far this podcast will go. Just know that every single episode will be made with love, care, attention, and we will try to perfect it episode after episode, perfecting it, trying to make it better in every single way, shape, or form. So for you faithful listener who are listening to it now as it's in the bottom, I thank you. And let's just dive into it because it's Tuesday. The World Cup was a couple of days ago, and we by now have obviously... 2018 FIFA World Cup champions in the likes of France. Could you have seen it? Did you foresee it? Did you know that was going to happen? Was that the team you had elected, chosen to be in the final? My personal opinion, after seeing the four teams that were left, I said Belgium. After seeing the final, my heart was leaning towards Croatia. Being that they had never been in a World Cup final before. This was their first World Cup final. And why not give them the benefit of the doubt? Why not let them be FIFA World Cup champions? They had a very solid team. They had a midfield that dominated throughout the tournament. It was shock after shock. Just seeing them at the final was great in its own. And in the fact alone that they had already made it to the final was just awesome. And But then... Looking at it on paper, France looked like the way better side whole time. And it was something that we sort of foresaw. That our hearts said, Croatia. But footballistic, like footballistically, the paper and the stats and the lineups and just looking at each of their starting 11s, the whole, like, that whole final scram at France's favor. And that's what ended up happening. That's what ended up happening. That's what we got. And we have so much to talk about because we're going to talk about third place in the likes of Belgium and England. And we're going to talk about the final. And we're going to talk about a couple of other things. Now, I was on another podcast on my very good friend who is like my brother, uh, New York Made TV, uh, NY, uh, NYM TV or NYCM TV They are on SoundCloud, and he's my very good friend, Mike Jimenez. We will be collabing in Soccer Symphony episodes, so don't be surprised if you hear another voice on this podcast. You know, I really appreciate the support that we've gotten, even though there's a little bit of editing that I wish I could improve on. There are many more things that I wish I could improve on the podcast, but Anchor already sets you up so wonderfully with the power of your cellular device. To project yourself and do whatever you want and whatever it is you want to do. It, it's like a little po- podcast studio right in your pocket. But with every coming episode, I will try to perfect and make the podcast better. They are already equ- There's already equipment on the bucket list and stuff that we're going to be doing. Because Soccer Symphony is a project that we will be investing in. That it will be growing. That we will try to become a community that everyone knows what Soccer Symphony is. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are on Twitter. 
We are officially on Twitter. You can follow us at Soccer Symphony, just like that. No underscores, no dashes, no periods. At Soccer Symphony. Please follow us on that platform because that's going to be the platform where me and you get a chance to talk, where you get to ask questions, where once we have the question of the day segment on our podcast, we will be able to go on Twitter. And the next following episode of the podcast, we will be answering those questions as much as we can. But there's just so much to talk about because the FIFA World Cup was that thing that allowed me that, you know, it said, because as you as you recall, we started the podcast during the semi, like, I think it was before the semifinals. And I said, you know, why start it, why start it when the World Cup is already get, aiming towards the end? It's already about to finish. Why would you do it then? But why not start it at the end of something that was so beautiful and so wonderful that is the World Cup that we only get to witness it every four years? And people are already going to be searching stuff. They're going to be searching for code word to World Cup or Russia 2018 or whatever. And you're going to find the podcast. So... There's just so much, you know, it started on June 14th, ended on July 15th. It was a a month of wonderfulness, excitement, joy, ups and downs. And um, seeing Korea beat Germany, it was incredible. Seeing Mexico beat Germany, seeing giants fall and underdogs rise and Croatia make it to the final. Did you ever expect that? Did you see that happening? Did you see France from the get-go being World Cup champions? Did you see Mbappe glowing and shining the way that he did? Did you see so many things? Did you expect more from Argentina, from myself being an Argentina supporter? Did I expect much more? And off the bat from that first game under Sampaoli in the World Cup, I knew that things were going to be very shaky, very rocky, but I had confidence and trust in the team. Unfortunately, Argentina didn't make it as far as we had hoped. hoped. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's so much to talk about. For example, uh, our, our top goal scorer is Harry Kane with six goals. Second place was for Antoine Griezmann. And third place was for Romelu Lukaku with four goals. Um, it's very unfortunate that England, having had the golden boot winner, were not able to make it to the final themselves. But we saw that in the likes of James Rodriguez not making it to the final in the 2014 Brazil World Cup. And he didn't make it to the final anyways. They got knocked out by Brazil. But, you know... A tournament statistic, there was 169 goals scored whole tournament. Unbelievable. There were 219, listen to this number, 219 yellow cards. And only four red cards throughout the whole entire tournament. And it's 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 amazing what this can do to you. It, it, it makes you go crazy. Belgium were the team with the most goals scored in 16 goals. So... Statistic like this thrown at you and you say, well, Belgium scored more goals. Uh, Lu- you know, Lukaku got third place for, for with four goals on the goal scoring chart. Why didn't they make it to the final? And that's what it is. Um, also, the FIFA World Cup team of the tournament was, was thrown out. And it's, it's a little bit controversial because you saw some players who... You saw some players that you would ha- wouldn't have expected to have seen on it and we're going to be talking about that and there's just so much to talk about making it to the final wasn't easy but let's why don't we start off by talking about that Belgium versus England game England went into this game probably brokenhearted because they probably really thought they were taking it home it's coming home was the chant that they kept chanting back over and over and over again and literally everyone expected for that to happen 
on the England side, there was so much hope injected into this England side that said, you know what, we're going to make it. We got Harry King Kane scoring six goals. He's, you know, he's uh, the golden boot leader right now. We got this. And it didn't go that way because they ended up getting knocked out by Croatia, who were way more and more and more hungrier than uh, England were. And England tried and they fought hard, but you look at Croatia's ambition, you look at their midfield, you look that they had their mind set for something greater, which they did accomplish it, making it to the final alone, making it to the final alone as a Croatia team was enough. And it's incredible to have seen what what happened. And I'm just very excited to have seen what happened in the semifinals for Croatia to have make, made it through. Then you see Belgium taking dubs against England for for the third place match and did you I expected that completely because even though Belgium were heartbroken they didn't make it to the final I thought they were the better side versus France to make it to the final I expected Belgium to make it to the final Hazard Lukaku you know Witzel De Bruyne um you know your heart wanted it you know so England um qualify uh, Ingl- uh, England equal fourth, they claimed at Italy in 1990. So they they claimed fourth in the 1990 World Cup in Italy. And podium spot marks Belgium's best ever placing. Even though you didn't win the tournament, you didn't win the whole shebang, the whole party. You made it to third place and, and, and you won it and you took that spot. You claimed it yours and nobody, no other of the 32 teams, nobody else claimed the spot that you did. Very impressive. Very exciting to see Belgium because they have such a good team. They have, in my personal opinion, and it doesn't matter what other people think, but maybe this is a conversation we could spark up on Twitter if you want to hop over there. But this is Be- Belgium's golden generation team. It, it was It's packed and loaded with bright stars and I wouldn't be surprised to see them attempt and make a run for the Euros and seeing them put up a fight again in the 2022 Qatar World Cup which we will be waiting anxiously the marker started up again there's four years we have to wait again to see another World Cup but while that happens you'll have soccer symphony to keep you posted on every single thing and um um so that was the um that's the World Cup third place match between Belgium and England. Belgium took dubs. Uh, very awesome to have seen that. Um, you had goals from Munier and Hazard. We got Hazard scoring a goal at the 82nd minute, and that was very exciting. It's always nice to see um, them win with a Hazard captain, their captain's goal. They came up with a 1 3 4 3 lineup. Very interesting. And Belgium came out with a 3 5 2. Pickford in between the sticks again. Their back line of Jones, Stones, Maguire. Their entire midfield composed of Trippier, Loftus-Cheeks, Dyer, Delph, Rose. And their front line was Sterling and Kane. And Belgium looked solid in between the sticks. Courtois, Alderweireld, Company, Verchagen. And they came out with Munier, Tillemans, Witzel, Chadley. And the front three were De Bruyne, Lukaku, and Hazard. Very, very, very solid teams. Didn't know what to expect out of that, but I was sort of rooting for Belgium for to make it to the final, so I was obviously rooting for Belgium to take dubs against England, which they did. So a very good, very good um, third third place 
match that England didn't want, apparently. Maybe they did. I feel that Belgium were just there to have fun, to make their mark. Because that third place says, you know, we didn't make it to the final, but we're making our mark. We're stamping this World Cup, leaving our mark in it. And that's exactly what we saw. So very exciting to see Belgium at least make that third place. And um, so that fourth place spot went to England. Now, the the uh, final was something spectacular, something amazing that I watched completely with, with a loved one surrounded because you only get to see it once every four years where we saw France taking on Croatia. Like I said, my heart was leaning towards that Croatia to make uh, history. But France looked they, like they made history too because Mbappe was being born. Mbappe was born the year that France won the World Cup 1998. 20 years later, Mbappe's lifting the trophy himself. How crazy is that? That's amazing. Uh, he, 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 he's he's a, uh, a genius. He's a prodigy. He's a world-class player in the making. Only at 19 years old, showing lights and signs of what Pele was. And now we're seeing it in the flesh. Sort of like a mini reincarnated version of Pele. We're, get to, we're getting to see it through the speed and agility and just hunger for goal from Kylian Mbappe. Which we definitely got to see again in this final because he got to score that last goal. That was the nail in the coffin for the French national side. Because Croatia were completely buried after, pretty much after that penalty. And let's start off with the goals. 4-2 marker. The first goal, a very controversial free kick awarded. Who cares? What what, what, was, the poss- what was the probability of it being a goal? Well, unfortunately, Mandzukic was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Scoring an own goal that... Didn't change the trajectory of the game. It didn't change the way that Croatia were going to approach the, the, the game. Because after that, 10 minutes later, we see Perisic, very inspired, very hungry, rocketed past Hugo Lloris to tie the game up 1-1. And that at that moment, I'm, I'm cheering, I'm happy. We're, we're, we're seeing Croatia, the Croatia that we knew to love, that we grew to love throughout the tournament. We're seeing it again. They had already come back from a goal deficit. We had already seen them go to extra time and win it. We were already we had already seen them go to penalties and winning it. So why not make a comeback against France? Who cares? A mistake by Mario Mandzukic causing an own goal. Croatia were going to show why they deserve to be World Cup winners. But then comes another very controversial call from the ref who used VAR for the first time in the entire tournament. He had coached. He had, um, excuse me, he had refed other games and never used VAR, but coincidentally we're at the final and he uses VAR. And he decided to call a penalty. Now, was it a penalty? Now, the ball did make contact with Perisic's, I think it was Mandzukic, but it did make contact with the hand. And if it makes contact, if the ball makes contact with your hand inside the box, it's a penalty. That's what the ref saw. Now, the ref looked at this game like any other game. He didn't. He was not biased on the fact that it was the World Cup final, that my decision could change the trajectory, parentheses. It did, and parentheses. And he was going to call it the way it was. He could have said, you know what? This is uh, my decision. This is the World Cup final. The, the the if I call this a penalty, it can change the trajectory of the whole game. I should just play it. No, 
He was true to his core. He kept his uh, morals as a ref. It's just another game. The ball touched his hand. We're going to call penalty. Call penalty. Grisman goes up ready to take this uh, goal. Slots it into the left. And he celebrates the way we, we grow, grew to love uh, Griezmann's celebration in the L dance from the L dance from Fortnite. Okay, 2-1. The game has now completely changed. Croatia are distraught, and you saw it. Going into the half, they were distraught. That penalty changed the trajectory of the entire game. Come in the next 45 minutes, we saw a very lost Croatia, a Croatia fighting, a Croatia struggling. The, the, the fighters that we knew, that we grew to love, trying to pull it back, but obviously that penalty had already affected them. Okay, so then we see them trying to fight back. Paul Pogba, finally we get to see a good goal in the tournament, not an own goal, not a penalty, not a free kick, not a corner kick that then we had it in. No, finally a goal created, Paul Pogba rockets it past um, the Croatian goalkeeper. I'm having a little mental brain fart right now because it's not hitting me in the head right now, but... I'm not going to sleep at night if I don't tell you who this was. Subasic. I'm sorry. Subasic, the 33-year-old goalkeeper from Monaco. It's all clicking back now. But it rocketed right past him, and that made it 3-1. And at this point, I'm like, game, done, it's over. Finito, it's over. But why not a little bit more salt on the wound and have Kylian Mbappe score another magnificent goal and then put four goals it was a nail in the coffin in every corner of it, completely ending Croatia's hopes, dreams, and aspirations of the 2018 World Cup Finals. But we have a nice little hiccup and mistake by Hugo Lloris, who allows Mario Mandzukic to make it 4-2, breathing hope into it. We're bringing it back. We're taking it. I'm like, all right, let's go. It's game time. Croatia, pull, pull, pull a dub. We could do it. Let's do it. Fight, fight, fight till the end. But it wasn't enough. There wasn't enough, there wasn't enough gas. There wasn't enough push. I'm assuming that the two goals scored previously before Hugo Lloris' mistake to Mandzukic, it was over. The game was over by the fourth goal, even if they scored another goal, whether it was a tap-in, whether it was a mistake, whether it was a corner or a penalty. The game was over by the fourth goal, and that's what ended up happening. It ended 4-2. France are winners, and Mbappe is lifting up the trophy. Paul Pogba's like dabbing, going crazy with the World Cup. It's all insane. It's magnificent. This is what we were here for. You got gold. Confetti blasting all over the place, celebrating with the medals. Little anecdote, apparently, Nzonzi had a force and Golo Kante to grab the trophy and celebrate. Like, bro, you did it. Come on. Take this. It's your, line. It's your time to shine. You, you you did it at Leicester. You did it at Chelsea. Bro, lift this trophy up, you know, and celebrate because you did it. Paul Pogba was going crazy with the trophy. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane what we saw. But then, you know, uh... Before the trophy was lifted, we had the 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 Golden Boy, the the, the youth player, uh, the FIFA Young Player Award was obviously, obviously given to Kylian Mbappe. There was no debate. There was no other option. Mbappe showed up the way we didn't expect. He came through the way we didn't expect. 
He did it. He he shined. He didn't crack under the pressure, and that's how you know a brand new generation of footballers is coming up, of soccer players is coming up, where they're not going to break under pressure. And Mbappe is a diamond who's being forced, and like a diamond, being forged under the pressure that he did not break. He did not crack. He didn't choke in the tournament. He came through for France. He delivered goals. Um, you know Mbappe's impact at Russia 2018. Has secured the 19-year-old, the FIFA Young Player Award of the tournament. Unbelievable, crazy, and he's their number 10, and he's shining. You better, you best believe, and Bobby's gonna hold on to that number 10 jersey for many, many more years to come. He, the kid's only 19 years old. Why not? The Adidas Golden Glove Award was given to Tibor Courtois, um, who achieved something spectacular. He Conceived less goals. Great goalkeeper being linked with Real Madrid right now. It sounds like it, it sounds like he's heavily being linked with Real Madrid. He probably will be between their sticks for the next season. Seeing that Keylor Navas, there's oh, every single every single transfer window. There's always a rumor that uh, it's it's Keylor Navas's end between the sticks at Real Madrid, and it looks like Tibor Courtois is pointing to defend the Madrid, the merengue, uh, between the sticks, their goal line. And obviously, the Adidas Golden Boot Award was given to Harry Kane with six goals. Um, you know, the the England captain uh, took dubs and lifted the Golden Boot Trophy, even though he wasn't there. He was already probably on his way home. He was coming home alone, obviously. But at least he got to take the the Golden Boot, and he didn't go. He didn't go home empty-handed. And the Adidas Golden Ball Award was given to Luka Modric, uh, the Madrid man. Uh, was honored with the best player as voted by the members of technically studied group of FIFA. Um, so he 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 deserved it. This is another question for you guys: Did Luka Modric deserve the golden ball of the tournament? Uh, make your voice be heard, and that's why I'm so happy that our Twitter account is set up, so we could start a conversation, and that's gonna be pretty epic. We're gonna be perfecting it, like I said, uh, my fellow listeners, you that are listening, faithful listener. I hope you are up to this 22 mark minute marker line here. Thank you for the support. Our last podcast got a very good hearing. Um, very thankful for everything that's happened up to this point. And it looks like well, we're going to be making many, many more episodes to come. So, number one, winners France. Number two, runners up Croatia. Number three, third place Belgium. Four, fourth place England. Every single player there is from the European Union. They are from the UEFA uh, Confederation. Uh, hopefully, next World Cup, we see one or two non-UEFA Federation teams. We could see some South Americans in there. Heck, why not? You know, the U.S. men's national team. Even though there's a lot of work to be done in that aspect, but maybe even a, a um, AFA or AFC Afri- Africa, an African team from the, from their confederation making it to the final. But those those are those have been the stats that that has been my update that's been my 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 review of the 2018 FIFA World Cup final. It was a very beautiful World Cup. Was it the best World Cup in the aspect that we had a lot of surprises? Yes, in the aspect that we saw a little we saw David and Goliath situations like we had taken down Germany, like we saw Croatia. We didn't expect for them to take down Argentina, but they did three one very convincingly. We we saw we saw big players 
You know, we saw big teams fall. We saw Uruguay take down Portugal. Did you expect that? We saw Russia take out Spain. Did you expect that? We saw Belgium make like two two nil down to Japan for for the for the round of sixteen, but Belgium made it. Like they did a comeback. Did you expect that? Did you expect for Colombia to tie it at the last minute ahead of from Yerimina? And then make it to and make it to extra time, extra time than penalties for England to take dubs. Did you expect that? Then we made it to the quarterfinals. Obviously, France knocked Uruguay out. I explained in our previous podcast. You know, I had voiced in my opinion on the results from that match. Belgium took down Brazil. That was the the game that broke everybody's bracket. I'm assuming because most people had Brazil in the final. Did you expect that? Um, England took Sweden out. Then Russia made it to full time again, but obviously Croatia, being the better team, took them down three four uh four three on penalties. At the semifinals, France took Belgium out one nil. At at Saint Petersburg Stadium, then Croatia took England down two to one after extra time in the Luzhniki Stadium, which they were going to be fa- they were there on the eleventh. They were going to be there again on the fifteenth Luzhniki Stadium. Where they unfortunately crashed out to France to lose four to two and give France their second ever FIFA World Cup title. So it was a very fun World Cup, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, definitely, the people who obviously had the privilege to go to Russia themselves um, enjoyed it. Very uh, close, a very, 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 very close friend of mine. Had the privilege to go to Russia, and he said it was crazy every single day because during the group stages, you, you know, you have games every single day. And he said it was party after party. It was crazy, and it was amazing. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed the, the 64 games. Did Did you watch every single game? There's a total of 64 games played throughout the entire tournament. Being a singular team, you have the opportunity to play seven games from your first game in the group stage. You're automatically qualified for three games, but you can make it all the way up to seven total games, including the final or third place. So, it is what it is. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're going, and 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 this is sort of like the little uh, golden bow at the end of the FIFA World Cup tournament. This is my goodbye to the tournament. But my hello and welcome to the the Soccer Symphony podcast because from now on, we're going to be talking about transfer rumors. We're going to be talking about actual transfers. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about the leagues that are about to start in the likes of the Premier League, in the likes of the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga. Um, it looks like Barcelona and Real Madrid are going head to head for. Hazard, which is something pretty epic, pretty awesome. And like we had mentioned, obviously, Ronaldo's already at Juventus. A lot of players are going for Golovin, who did a very good job during the World Cup, and he did a very good job for for Russia. He's being linked with a couple of clubs, especially Chelsea, but apparently there's no deal yet. You know how it is. You know how soccer is. It, it, it'll surprise you. There's there's ups and downs, and and it's very crazy. So very happy that this World Cup has has come to an end, the way that it did. France definitely deserved to be at the final. Um, but real quick, before we say our finals, we say our farewells. I want to read you guys the 
FIFA team of the tournament. And I want to see if I could find it because I was seeing it and very controversial to some people. Because FIFA have named their official team of the tournament. And I want to see if I can get this to you because I don't know it off the top of my head and I'm obviously in front of the computer trying to trying to get this information to you. Come on. <laughs> if I, I mean, if I don't find it in the next couple of seconds, I guess I'll just throw, throw the towel. But, um... Also... Like I like I had previously mentioned, I, I do apologize uh, for using a lot of ums. Like I said, you know, episode after episode, I will try to perfect it. Like I said, we're trying to invest a lot in the podcast. We're trying to make it better, and I hope you, you know, you 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 fight through and you you make it through for us to. You make it through all to to with like you stick through with us in in the moments that that we we need you the most. All right, here we go. I'm gonna read it to you. Number one, goalkeeper Hugo Lloris. Number two, right back uh, Trippier from France. Number three, center back Rafael Varane from France. Number four, center back Dejan Lovren from Croatia. Number five, Ashley Young, left back from England. Number six. Center midfielder Paulinho from Brazil. Number seven, center midfielder Luka Modric from for Croatia. Number eight, right wing Eden Hazard from Belgium. Number nine, attacking midfielder obviously Antoine Griezmann from France. Number ten, left wing Neymar from Brazil, and number eleven, center forward Kylian Mbappe for France. They 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 went out with a four two three one. Controversial for a lot of people. Did Neymar belong there? Did Paulinho belong there? I think Rakitic was definitely missing from that center midfielder. That center midfielder should definitely should have been uh, Rakitic and Modric. But nonetheless, FIFA have this was no debate. Crazy how left uh, left uh, the right backs and the right and the the wing backs. I'm sorry, the right back and the left backs are from Eng- from England. So we had two Englishmen, one, two, three, four Frenchmen, two Brazilians, one Croatian, two Croatians, I'm sorry, between Lovren and Modric, and only one Belgian player for Hazard. Didn't Bappe deserve to be the striker, the, the, the attacker for the team in the tournament? Because I I think Harry Kane should have been there. He, he got golden boot. But anyways, it is what it is. And that has been the team of the tournament. And ladies and gentlemen, up to this point, we're coming to the end of our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed every single minute of it. I hope it was music to your ears. And remember, don't just watch, listen. Um, This has been Jeffrey Vitez. I have enjoyed making this episode with you guys. Like I said, we we have a Twitter. If you're listening to us on any of the other platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Pocket Cast, any other podcast platform, I'm eternally grateful and indebted to you for that. Very uh, thankful, and hopefully one day the podcast will be able to grow 
to the level that that I hope and dream and aspire to, like I said in previous podcast, you get what you you get back what you put into it, and definitely I will be looking into expanding and investing into this podcast because it means so much to me as I hope it means so much to you. Thank you for forming part of this very wonderful community. I was on a good friend of mine uh like like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast my brother uh, I was on his podcast we did pretty much what uh, a longer version of what I did today today was just a review a recap going into detail and sad statistics of the whole entire tournament and obviously a couple of updates but there was a little bit extended a little bit prolonged um you could follow him on SoundCloud and he let me know that he was setting up his anchor account so Go to Twitter. I will try posting the link of the podcast that I was on for you to listen to if you're interested. And go ahead and give him a follow. I think his username is New York May TV or New York City May TV, like NYC MTV, or is it NY? But, anyways, nonetheless, you'll find it on Twitter once I post it up. So, up to this point, thank you to everyone. I appreciate. Don't know when the next episode will be. Don't be surprised if my good friend Mikey and even my other good friend Mario are on the next episode of Soccer Symphony. But this has been Jeffrey Vitas signing off. Thank you for listening. Show your love and support. We're going to, we're going to do big things. We're doing great things. Stay posted and join me on this beautiful journey. Thank you, guys. Until next time, peace.